Join me as we visit the historic town of Princeton, New Jersey, USA, home of such famous names as Einstein. Join me as I try and discover if Princeton is just in theory exciting or if it's all just relative to what you think is exciting. Hello, I'm Gary Bembridge, and this is Tips for Travellers, the global travel destination podcast. My travel reviews and recommendations based on the first-hand experiences I gain from the up to two to three times a month I travel all over the world. To find out more, you can visit the website at tipsfortravellers.com or mytravelreviews.com where you'll find links, show notes, how to subscribe, individual episodes and many photo and video galleries. It's now time for this episode of Tips for Travellers. It has been said that it's not where you go, but who you travel with that's important. And while that is no doubt very true, I still can't help but think that some places are, quite frankly, dull. And if it was about who you travel with, that would make places exciting and interesting, then you could just as well stay at home and have fun there. I think I have a couple of times in these series of Tips for Travellers Global Travel Destination podcasts felt obliged to warn travellers the destinations I visit and cover are not all glamorous, fabulous and rivetingly exciting. This is the nature of and the side effect of travelling so much for work. Many of my friends and people I meet go all envious when I tell them I travel two or sometimes more times a month for work. And no matter how much I tell them that while a lot of the time it is fabulous, some months it is just absolutely not. Like this month, where I get to visit Princeton, New Jersey in the US of A, twice in the space of three weeks. First of all, a disclaimer. In between the two Princeton visits, I do get to go to the very exotic, very exciting and very bustling Bangkok in Thailand, and more on that in the next podcast. My second disclaimer is that people, especially those with young families that I know who live in Princeton and its expensive large housed suburbs, all love living there. Quoting its lush countryside, gentrified living and quaint historical buildings and general relaxing demeanour, as reasons for it being fabulous. I also believe students at the very famous Ivy League University, called surprisingly Princeton, which used to have such academic powerhouses like Einstein as one of its professors, all also love the place. My third disclaimer is I tried really hard when preparing and researching this podcast to find an upbeat, positive and fascinating spin on Princeton. But I have to admit, even my searches for the interest to find the things to do in Princeton on some sites only threw up one thing, the university, and an awful lot of restaurants. And I mean a lot. Eating seems to be the thing to do in Princeton. Maybe it's because it's relatively close proximity to New York. It's about one and a half, well, up to three hours, depending on uh, the traffic, means that it never really needs to try that hard to put on a lot to do, because if you really want to go out, then you've got New York one and a half to three hours in traffic away. But an awful lot of people do visit Princeton. The area is chock-full of the head offices of large multinational companies, especially pharmaceutical ones, and the hotels always seem to be absolutely jam-packed, full of business travellers. And then, of course, there is the massive university and all the visiting that 
that brings to the town. I visited Princeton's more times than I can possibly remember over the last 18 years or so. I've stayed at just about every single hotel in the area, mostly as there is not really any decent hotel and I just keep bouncing from hotel to hotel hoping to find a great one. There really isn't a great hotel, but they're all so busy they just don't have to bother and I still dread visiting the place, as it's so dull, especially if you're travelling by yourself on business. There is only, for example, one cinema in town. The rest you need to have a car for to visit the malls. So for this trip, I decided, since I was going twice in the space of a month, to try and see Princeton with completely new eyes and explore a bit more than just my hotel room, the channels on the TV and the gym. And so here are my tips for travellers for those of you visiting Princeton, New Jersey, based on what I've found. Princeton has a very rich history to it, originally being established right back in the late 17th century. And actually there's conflicting names about, or stories about how it got its name. Some say it was named Prince Town in honor of Prince William of Orange and Nassau. And other people say it was named after somebody else who was a pastor or something or other. What's important though, in 1756 it became home of the College of New Jersey, which is now Princeton University. And the complete college was housed in Nassau Hall, which was the largest academic building in the colonies. There was a big battle of Princeton in 1777, which General George Washington and his troops won. And of course, George Washington, as we know, became the first president of the United States. And two of Princeton's leading citizens signed the Declaration of Independence. And in fact, the Continental Congress met in Nassau Hill, and actually Princeton was the country's capital for four months. It kind of flourished economically because it was located midway between New York and Philadelphia, and so it was an overnight stagecoach stop on the Trenton New Brunswick line right up until the mid-19th century. And you can find out more about the history of society at PrincetonHistory.org, um, which is the Historical Society of Princeton's website. But enough of the history. What about the tips for travellers? The first tip is don't assume that you're going to find yourself a great hotel. As I already mentioned in the opening, Great hotels are sparse, and that's because it's mostly business, visitors, and meetings. So you have all the usual. You've got the Hyatt. You've got a lot of conference centers like the Chauncey, the Forestal. You've got the Western, uh, which is probably the best place to stay at the moment, has a little sushi bar. Nassau Inn is the only hotel that's really in the center of Princeton. It's very old. It's got a lot of history behind it. But it actually, it's quite shabby, it's quite noisy, and it's quite pricey. And although you get the advantage of being in, in right in Princeton with a walking distance of shops and things, it's not really a great place to stay, very snooty. Now, the Western, as I mentioned, it's got shops nearby, it's got outlet shops. So not uh, a lot of shopping, but it has some shopping. Mostly I stay, as I mentioned, at the Hyatt, which is probably the best of a bad bunch. It's on Route 1. And the only tip I have if you stay at the Hyatt is make sure that you ask for an outside room and you don't get a room which overlooks this very noisy, loud courtyard. And if you want to see pictures of the rooms at the Hyatt, you can visit tipsfortravelers.com. Remember, that's travelers spelled with two L's. And click on hotel videos, and you'll see some videos of the hotel room. The second tip that I've got for those of you visiting Princeton is about the nightlife. There's not a lot of nightlife in Princeton. It's really about eating out. There are zillions and zillions and zillions of restaurants of all types and all qualities. And there's just piles of them. So whatever you're into, you're likely to find some kind of restaurant. So it's quite a social piece. Quite early on, people go out relatively early. I think 
The reason that there's not a big nightlife is the university has a nightlife, but of course you need to be a student. And there's a lot of families, and it's also quite spread out. I mean, the centre, for instance, is actually quite quite small. And for big nights out like theatre and stuff, you know, people would go into into New York. So that's the second tip: is don't expect a big night out. I did mention theatre. There is some theatre within Princeton, which is my tip number three, which is the Macarthur Theatre Centre for the Performing Arts, which is at 91 University Place in Princeton. And it's considered one of the New Jersey's sort of top regional theatres. And it's, you know, it, it, it it's, has an artistic director and they really look at looking at new works and, and classics. So you'll often find updated translations of um, foreign plays, etc. It's relatively serious theatre, but that's the Macarthur so if you're visiting Princeton, it's worth checking out what, what is going on. The, th- the third tip, sorry, the fourth tip that I've got is about sightseeing. If you're really into sightseeing and want to see stuff, there's lots of very big old historical um, houses that you can go and, and, and visit. So, for example, there's the Bain Bridge House, not to be confused with my name, Bainbridge. This is Bainbridge, B-A-I-N Bridge House, which is at 158 Nassau Street in Princeton. And this is a Georgian home built in the late 18th century, which is where the Historical Society of Princeton is housed. Remember, I gave you their website a little bit earlier, if you want to find out about history. It's, um, it's, a, it's a brick structure, and inside it, it tracks the history of Princeton. It has artifacts, it has artwork, it has displays, a library, photographic archives, and a little gift shop. So if you want that sort of stuff. Um, they also do arrange some walking tours of Princeton for about two hours, but you need to check in with them and and see if those are still going. So that's um, Bainbridge House. The other house is a thing called Drumthwacket, D-R-U-M-T-H-W-A-C-K-E-T, which is a 354 Stockton Street. This is built in 1835, and it's a Greek revival mansion built by a guy called Charles Alden, who was the governor of New Jersey. There's been lots of renovations, and it's still the governor's official home, and you can... You can get um, tours, which are about an hour and a half long. You need to book those a week in advance. So if you want to do that and you're going to be in the area, make sure that you've booked in advance. That's Drum for Wacket, and you can find details of that on, on the Internet. The other place which you can visit is then Morven Museum and Garden, which is at 55 Stockton Street, so the same street as Drum Thwacket. And this is, a, again, a Georgian home, mid-18th century, and it was originally the home of Richard Stockton, who was one of the original signers of the Declaration Independent. And Stockton's wife, um, Annis, um, she named the home after a Gaelic kingdom. It was also, for a while, the residence of New Jersey governors. Um, in 2004, it was renovated, and so you can now go and have a look at the state history um, furniture, decorative arts, and it's got some very nice kind of gardens. So those are those are three sort of places you can go and look at. That's Bainbridge House, Drumthwacket, and the Morven Museum. The other tip is is if you have a car, just actually sightseeing and driving around. There's lots of very big houses um, worth a lot of money. Taxes in in New Jersey and Princeton are very high, so people with a lot of money live there, and so it's worth just driving around and checking out all of the the houses. So that's that tip. The next tip is Princeton University and the Princeton University Art Museum. Now, Princeton University is pretty much feels like it takes up the whole of Princeton. And, and most, it seems almost all the buildings in Princeton are owned by universities. Some very interesting buildings, um, and a lot of them, you know, quite tastefully done and whatnot. And there is a, you know, so it's, it's you know, you can just wander around, take a look at, at the university. It's, it's pretty interesting. And then there's the Princeton University Art Museum, and it's got a large Picasso structure 
And the museum is considered to be a, a pretty good museum. It has about 60,000 items. It, it, it started at the end of the 19th century, and it was originally a, a, a collection of pottery and porcelain, which was donated. And it's now kind of grown and grown and grown and has art from all sorts of time periods, classical and contemporary works. Um, and there's lots of things like bronze photography, drawings, stained glass. So a pretty, pretty interesting place to do. Now, if you're into parks, there's a lot of park land around Princeton. I'm only going to mention a couple of those, but um, there's lots and lots of, of greenlands and parks, etc. So the, the, the one to visit is the Princeton Battlefield State Park, which is at Mercer Street. Now, this is where the Battle of Princeton took place in 1777, and it's now a, a national historical landmark. And this is the one that I mentioned earlier about uh, George, Was- George Washington, where um, he had his very successful battle. And the Mercer Oak, which gave Princeton Township its symbol, is um, where General Mercer rested when he was wounded. And it was there for about 300, year- 300 years. If you want to go and visit, you can't. It fell down. But there you are. There's the Princeton Battlefield State Park, which is, which is well worth um, going and looking at. And then there's Marquant Park, M-A-R-Q-U-A-N-D. Now, it's the, part of the reason I chose this got the rather romantic name of Lover's Lane in Princeton. And the 17 acres, they were private land for, for a long time, and then um, it was donated by um, people who inherited them to the city for a public park. And it's got open fields, little wooded areas, uh, paved walkways, picnic areas, a ball field. There's a playground, um, which is good for the family. And there's, there's lots of different trees and, and old trees and, and all that kind of stuff. So that's, that's, that's really worth doing. So that's Princeton for you. On the show notes... Of course, I will have links to all these places and a couple of other places that you can visit, like Princeton Cemetery and stuff, if you like doing that. So just to remind you the tips, don't assume you're going to find a great hotel. They're very business-orientated, so be prepared for kind of business-type hotels. Um, and my advice would look at something like the Western or the Hyatt in reality, although the Nassau Inn is centrally located. The second tip is there's not a lot of nightlife, but eating out is is there's hundreds and hundreds of, of, of restaurants. In terms of sightseeing or theatre, there's the MacArthur Theatre, which is has a lot of serious stuff on. Driving around and sightseeing is something to do. Visiting the Princeton Museum and the Princeton University Art Museum. There's a lot of historical houses, which I've already covered, the Bainbridge, the Dromthwacket, and the Moven. And then there's the parks to just generally go out and enjoy yourself in. So that's Princeton. As I said at the beginning, it's probably worth taking someone with you if you're visiting it. Next week on the podcast, we're going to be in a slightly more exotic place of Bangkok. Why not also listen to and subscribe to the Travel Legends and Icons podcast by Gary Bembridge. Travel Legends and Icons tells the stories behind the most popular and enduring forms of travel over the ages. Podcasts include features on Air Force One, the Channel Tunnel, Titanic, Concord, and more. Search for Travel Legends and Icons on iTunes or Yahoo Podcasts, visit tipsfortravelers.com, or email gary at mytravelreviews.co.uk. You've been listening to the Tips for Travellers Global Travel Destination Podcast with Gary Bembridge. To find out more, visit tipsfortravellers.com, where travellers is spelt with two L's, or mytravelreviews.com. Please email any questions or comments to gary at mytravelreviews.co.uk. That's gary at mytravelreviews.co.uk. To subscribe to the podcast, search for Tips for Travellers or Gary Bembridge on iTunes or Yahoo.